Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out our great sponsor, Prize Picks. Use the code FIVE, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You can play the NFL with NBA coming back. You're going to want to jump on that. MLS, NHL. When they're playing again, MLB, the Marlins are in the wild card starting on Tuesday. Might want to play them on prize picks. You can pair different sports together, different athletes, two, three, four, five, six players, flex play, power play, and more. Go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. Use that code F-I-V-E. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. Greg and Alex have the night off. Make sure you check out the episode that they were on with myself and Brady, where we get into who's who can raise the heat ceiling. This season. That was a very heat focused episode. Today, Brady is back. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. We've also got our guy Eternal, who you know from our playback feeds and from some of the podcasts here on five on the floor. And this is another bad day for the Miami Heat. I feel like I could title a lot of episodes that way. Um, because not only did Joe Cronin refuse to trade Dame Lillard to the Miami Heat, but he traded Dame Lillard to one of Miami's two primary rivals in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. And then he traded the key player he got for Dame Lillard, Drew Holiday, to Miami's other primary rival in the Eastern Conference. And it's not like we expected the Heat to get Drew. We've been cautioning you about that. It didn't seem like they were really in on him, whether it was Cronin or not wanting to give up the two first round picks or. If you've been following our guy FLA Sports Buzz on Twitter all day, it has something to do with money, uh, which is a topic we're going to get into more and more as we go forward here. But the reality is this, okay? The Miami Heat going into training camp, because now we are now, as we speak here, 12 hours from arriving at media day. Brady, myself, Alex, and Alejandro Vegas will all be there conducting interviews. Nothing's going to happen between now and then. We can assure you. When you listen to this, the roster that you went to bed with is the roster you're going to wake up with, Okay. And that roster has essentially subtracted, because of free agency, but other moves, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Cody Zeller. I know some Heat fans are thrilled about that. Uh, Those are the three players who got playing time last year who are no longer here. It's added back Josh Richardson after, I guess, four years away. Um, And Kevin Love is here, but he was here at the end of last season. Has added uh, Thomas Bryant 
and also Jaime Jaquez as primary pieces. And Orlando Robinson's been given a full contract at this stage. Jamal Kane is back uh, to try to compete for a role. And, of course, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson are all back, along with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Caleb Martin. So this is the roster going into camp. Boston is going to training camp with Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis, even though he's already hurt. They've subtracted Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and Malcolm Brogdon from last year's team as core contributors. And the Milwaukee Bucks have sacrificed Drew Holiday, but they've brought in Dame Lillard. They also added Cameron Payne today. So another move that they made. Start with you here, Brady. Which of those two teams in your view, before we get into the Heat's uh, matchups with them, which of those two teams, Boston or Milwaukee, improve themselves more this offseason? It's still the Bucks. It has to be the Bucks. They just added uh, one of the best duos in basketball. When you're talking about what well, we we kind of went over the fact of the one of the best shooters in the league with one of the best interior forces in the league, you get Damian Lillard, a kind of another superstar who can cover up stuff backside in defensively. You put him around a roster that is always pretty good defensively, just with their structure. With Brooke Lopez still being on the roster as well, uh, it's still Milwaukee. They just have so much firepower that you have to go through. Uh, I think Boston needs to be recognized just because Ethan, we, I remember we had this conversation where it's like, yeah, they, they got Porzingis, they lost Marcus smart and their defense is going down the drain. Like that is a big loss. We kept talking about that. Well, they replaced Marcus smart with drew all who's essentially one of the best guard perimeter defenders in the NBA, if not the best. So yeah, they definitely did get better. I think my one fault with Boston specifically is their one injury away from kind of really being thin like you look at the other guys on that roster like I like Lamar Stevens as a good pickup like I think he could be a solid kind of rotation piece for them uh but I they definitely just don't have like a bunch of other guys to fill in I think they're a decent playoff roster just because they have uh, a solid eight-man rotation when need be but once again the injuries play into it will Porzingis actually be healthy even if he is healthy I think the, the the Robert Williams loss uh kind of means they lose a little bit of like their their defensive versatility just because they basically and I know you said to wait to talk Miami matchups, but and I kind of hit it, got into it. But the just the fact that those guys are just constantly going to have to play drop, they can't really mix certain things in. But as as for Milwaukee, they keep everything they basically had, except they just added one of uh, the most dynamic offensive players into their offensive system around Giannis. So still, uh, I I think Milwaukee is still the tougher one that you're kind of looking at. Where do you come down on that without getting into the Miami matchup too much? Because I I want to delve into that a little deeper. Milwaukee or Boston right now improve themselves more eternal in the offseason? I think it is the books. Um, kind of go along with what Brady said. Um, I mean, that's just a dynamic duo. Like, you know, we'll get into all the other stuff later, but um Dame and Giannis are just a terrific duo. Um, those are really really spectacular basketball players you know dang what he can do on the perimeter um he's also like a legitimate three-level scorer so he can get into you in, in the mid-range um Giannis, you know being just a wrecking ball from end to end uh they, they're gonna get a lot of fast break points i think they're gonna get a shit ton of fast break points and then you have chris middleton who doesn't have to give you you know 20 25 a night you know he can just be that third person that you have to keep an eye on. So I think the Bucks are the team that um, is better in comparison to Boston. All right. Now, the one thing I know that people want us to talk about tonight is what Joe Cronin ended up getting for Dame Lillard. And I, I'm just, 
I think we, we're going to hold off on that until the very end of this episode because it, it does seem like there's a, a NBA Twitter celebration right now that everybody in Miami was wrong, and I don't necessarily uh, agree with them, although I think Cronin made out better than I thought he was going to make out about a week ago. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with Dame relenting and, and adding another team to the mix uh, and, and not saying just Miami at the end. But we will get to that for those who are listening to the episode because I have a closing thought on that. All right, so let's pivot to the other part of this that, that is most important because it does seem like Heat fans, and this was right before the Dolphin game happened, and then the Dolphin game like took the rest of the wind out of their sails uh, with what happened today. But it did seem like like Heat fans just essentially collectively, at least on Twitter, just threw up their hands when the holiday trade was made like that. This is the worst of all worlds that, you know, essentially not only did you not improve this off season, but you stood by and watched. And again, we can argue whether they're at fault for that or not. And what other, uh, what other things played a role in that as the two teams that you had to go through last year to get to the finals that you fi- finished well behind in the standings in the regular season, as they made significant upgrades which are honestly costly upgrades. Uh, if you look at where Boston, where Boston uh, put its particular tax situation now. So Brady, I'll go to this. If I was to say to you right now, these rosters are the rosters. Miami doesn't make another move. And at this point, I'm going to lean that way until they actually do something right. Milwaukee, right. let's just say that they don't make another move. Obviously Milwaukee and Boston are going to be, unless they're second apron, are going to be really intriguing teams for buyout players and the rest to, to add to. We've seen this like Phoenix. It was like, how are they going to fill out their roster with Beal? They filled out their roster pretty nicely, which is why, again, I say you go all in and then you figure, you figure out a way to add the additional pieces because when you have the core players are going to want to play with you. Um, but uh, I guess as, as you look at both teams, are you throwing up your hands against either of them? On paper, I think right now many people are against Milwaukee, and I still keep coming back to Milwaukee. It's for this reason. Like, what Miami did against Milwaukee in the playoffs was, like, a still to this day. We, we know what started in the bubble with building the wall against Giannis. Like, they're the ones who started that whole movement of trying to do that. They technically, in the games that Giannis played, were really overhelping down. And sometimes it was like, yeah, let Bam just guard Giannis and move out the way. But they were really pinching in from the Drew Holidays of the world. <laughs> that were basically saying you could take and have an inefficient night and take those type of shots. Now you're flipping Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard where you cannot have that valve to help off of. And you're kind of pushed. You still have the same guys around, like the, the Middletons you're not helping off of, the shooter, whoever that ends up being in that lineup, you're not helping off of. Uh, and then obviously Brooke Lopez. So like on paper, I think you kind of are throwing your hands up in a way defensively because it's just a really tough unit to deal with uh, especially in a playoff setting. Like, it, it's just, it's a very playoff-built roster to me personally. Uh, as for Boston, I don't know. Like, it, it, I still feel like there's there's opportunities where you could see in a playoff setting. And I know we probably, since it just happened, we're going to have recency bias, so we're going to scream about this, how great they are and, and, and all this, because I do think it was a really good pickup. But I think there are more valves to kind of figuring out a Boston-type team than the Milwaukee-type team. Because they have the guys you can help off of. Yeah, I think Drew can be great as kind of like a point guard, playmaker type of guy for for some of those. But it still feels like it could be clunky at times because we still have not really seen the the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum fluid two-man game type stuff. It still is going to dumb down in isolation stuff. So it feels like a type of team that you could kind of potentially figure out maybe, if, if that makes sense. 
whereas Milwaukee feels as fluid as ever when you kind of put things on paper. So I feel like Spo, I lean Spo in a Boston series more than I would. I'm not saying I'm not taking them over Milwaukee, but I'm saying like in a, if you're asking me like Spo's perspective, yeah, he he feels much better against this Boston roster. See, Eternal, here's the thing about Boston is that last year, Joe Mazzulla really wasn't comfortable playing more than like seven or eight guys. Okay. And now he's, now you've taken out and I, look, I thought Robert Williams was overrated. I think Boston did wrong by Robert Williams. They, he shaved his meniscus to come back early. He's not really the same player. I mean, this is a pattern with them. You look at Isaiah Thomas and what happened with his situation. And now he's, you know, now he's out in Portland. And and again, we'll see if he ever recoups what he could have been. Um, but they, they shipped out. So since that, that Grant Williams was kind of on the fringe of the rotation, I know that people will remember him and Jimmy going at it, but he didn't play in some of those playoff games, but Malcolm Brogdon was clearly in the rotation. In fact, they missed him when he was injured. He's still injured by the way, apparently. Right. Um, but, but they had, but, but Robert Williams was in the rotation. Malcolm Brogdon was in the rotation and Marcus smart was a starter. Okay. And now they've essentially replaced with, two players, right? It's just Porzingis and holiday. And then they're, they're counting on internal development from Jordan Walsh. I will say this though, with the exception of Tatum and Brown, like they haven't internally developed anybody lately. Like Peyton Pritchard never really became what he was supposed to be. They've had a whole bunch of first round picks that they've made that have not panned out. Um, Are they better in your view, I mean, it, it, again, assuming Porzingis is healthy, which the season has started and he's already not. So I will say this, right, as Mr. Objective of the Network. Um, no, <laughs> no. I Like you said, he played seven or six people in the Eastern Conference playoff series. And you took away your depth. Like, if you remember the storyline that were other headlines are going into last season. It was just about how deep Boston was. Oh, they have Derek White. Oh, oh, they have Malcolm Brogdon. They have Grant Williams and all of it. And so they replaced it with Drew Holiday and Kristoff. Like, Drew is somebody that you can depend on, right? Like, Drew hasn't really been dealing with a lot of injuries. He's going to be really big for their locker room. So he's going to bring a lot of intangible stuff, all of that. He's been to the mountaintop, like, all of it. Like, there's some stuff that you know, off paper, he can really do for their locker room. Kristoff is a good player. There was earlier in the summer, some of us wanted him on the on the heat. But that also came with the caveat that he may not be there. So, yes, it's good for him to be on the floor and the things that he can provide for you. But there's a, there's a large, large likelihood that Kristoff can miss some games um, and some very important games, especially for a deep playoff team like Boston. And so it was like you look on the roster and they took away Robert Williams, even though he wasn't, you know, the same uh, time lord that people, you know, had grown accustomed to. Uh, they don't have Grant Williams to pull off the bench, even though he had fell out of rotation just a little bit. Malcolm Brogdon was really good for them, um, you know, up until he got hurt. So you're looking at the roster and you're like, yeah, you absolutely need internal development. So I don't know, Ethan. I don't know. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, but to, to that point then, like, all right, you look at the rest of the East, okay, and Philly's still dealing with the Harden thing. Toronto didn't end up making a move. Atlanta subtracted John Collins. 
the rest of the conference doesn't seem like it's jumped over Miami still. Okay. That's the one thing I would say to heat fans that, you know, we talk about Cleveland, they've added Struess. We've had some come on the podcast. think they may win the East. That was before the holiday move. I uh, and before the Lillard move, by the way. So I, at this point, I don't know if, if that would still apply, uh, but that was regular season related. Anyway, the Knicks, I, I think some are anticipating some improvement there. I am, I'm dubious on that. And Brooklyn, didn't do anything of significance this offseason either. They're just kind of counting on Ben Simmons to give them something, which is uh, which is a big ask at this stage. So I, I don't think that people are thinking – I think people who are impartial on this, not just who are there to slam the heat, I don't think they're looking at the heat and saying, okay, they're, again, in that 7 to 10 range. I think that most people assume if they're healthy, they're somewhere in that 3 to 6 range, maybe closer to the 6 than to the 3 but somewhere in there, the question becomes how much did Boston and Milwaukee distance themselves? And I I guess this is what I would say that that would make me a little bit more nervous is that I do think Boston will be able to add to the roster as the season goes on. Um, I think if they're not able to, to fortify the bench internally, they'll find a way to do it externally. And I do think that it does flip some of the matchups here a little bit, because the one thing we were saying, and, and Brady, you hit on this, was that Miami would have a distinct advantage over them without Marcus Smart because that was a, a player who could defend Jimmy, could defend others. They didn't have that on the roster. Now they have Drew to fill that spot, to take some of the ball handling off of Derek White, who's a good player, but I don't think you want Derek White 35 to 37 minutes a game. And so you end up in a situation with Drew where, yeah, Jimmy sort of abused him in the playoffs last year. But you also know that this is a capable defender. And even though his shooting has gone down in the playoffs every year with Milwaukee in the postseason as compared to the regular season, he's still somebody can get you 20 in a playoff game. And that will give them relief that they haven't had before. All right, I want to get into the Cronin part of this, though, after the break. So if you guys have takes on that, we're going to get to that. I do want to mention one more sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. You can get $20 to play. And that's free money. And then you can join our contest for 10 bucks. You can try to beat the pacer. I was the pacer this week. I think I'm going four and one again this week. So we'll see how this goes for the rest of you. But five RSN is the code. The great thing about better edge is it's legal sports betting. You're not betting against a bookie. It's not based overseas. It's based in Minneapolis. You're betting against others who use it. It's social betting. So go to betteredge.com and use the code five RSN. And just one other note, we do want you to stay tuned to five on the floor all week. We're going to be posting the interviews. We do. We're slated to have uh, one-on-ones with Josh Richardson, Caleb Martin, Jaime Hawkins, Jr. Nikola Jovich, uh, Haywood Highsmith and Thomas Bryant. So those six uh, hero will likely be at the podium. I would assume along with Jimmy and bam. So we'll get you coverage of that as well. Uh, And from anybody else, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson uh, that meets with the media. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them 
longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's get to the Portland part of this and let's try to be as objective as possible. Okay. Eternal, I'll let you start. Um, Did the Blazers make out well? If anybody is sitting down and being truly objective, I don't think they did, right? And I would not say that Miami has just these ridiculous, you know, high-value first-round picks. But in relation to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, yeah. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks and Celtics are probably going to finish with a higher um, seed over the next couple of years than Miami. So then what is the value of those picks, right? And so the reports are, um, you know, that Tyler is going out, Nicole Yover is going out, two first-round picks from Miami, plus pick swaps um, that Portland was going to get. Uh, Caleb possibly was going to Phoenix. Um, and so Portland was always going to get DeAndre Aiden. So how, how can anyone say objectively that they got a really great deal from – getting Drew and then flipping Drew to, to the Celtics. I don't, I just don't think that they got what everyone made it out to be. If I'm just being honest. Brady, when you look at what they got overall, uh, I do think the Aiton deal would have happened anyway. Um, seemed like Grace and Allen was a sticking point for Phoenix, but Miami likely, whether it was Caleb or somebody else probably could have made that thing work. Um, it is interesting to me that nobody's talking about the quality of first round picks like eternal just did, but that was a big issue when there were Miami's, but you know, a couple of them are, are out a bit. So we don't know exactly what those are going to be. But again, you're talking about the Milwaukee and Boston organizations. It's not like they got, and they got a first round pick. One of the first round picks they got was from golden state. Okay. So it's not like they got first round picks from Orlando, from Houston, unprotected, that kind of stuff. No, they got it from organizations that have been among the better organizations over the past few years. They're the same quality of pick as Miami could have given them. Um, Robert Williams, to me, can you flip him again? Possibly. Is he damaged goods? Possibly. Um, and that's a core piece that you're you're keeping. And even Aiton, although he could have come over in the other trade, this is a player that Phoenix was trying to get rid of. I think you can make the case they made out about as well as they would have with a Heat deal. If the if they had actually engaged the Heat and the Heat had gone in with a little bit more than was initially reported, but what they were sort of willing to move, and they could have done that and still sent Dame to the place he wanted to go. So it it feels like to me, and again, maybe we're too lost in the sauce here. Can't see the forest from the trees. Choose your analogy, okay? 
And maybe we're just too heat biased on this on this network. But to me, I look at it and I, I don't understand why everybody's celebrating it today. Am I am I wrong? Because they are celebrating it. Like I'm reading a post right here that's got 1,200 likes and it's for some somebody I don't know. And literally, this is the post: NBA offseason winners: Bucks, Celtics, Blazers, Lakers, Pacers. NBA offseason losers: Heat, Miami, Pat Riley's team, Big Face Coffee, and Tyler Hero. I mean, this is the level of of hatred. That's not one post. That's everywhere on NBA Twitter right now. Like, and I I don't know that that exists in the general atmosphere, but it exists there. So. Other than the fact that their two primary rivals in the East got stars, one got a, a superstar and the other got a star, should he fans be feeling this badly about it? And did Joe Cronin, who has been portrayed as evil Joe Cronin by Heat fans, did he win? I think they won in their standards, like in their eyes, in terms of like what they were viewing it as. And the reason I say that is because. Like there is a different view of the Jaime Hawkeses and the and the Nikola Jovic's of the world in their eyes compared to what others have talked about it as. And the reason I say that is because they are generating picks and that seems like the direction they want to go. They want to develop their own draft picks down the line, no matter if it's 28, it seems like, or not. Whereas like they just want to try to flip as many as possible. And then getting a Robert Williams, you could probably add another pick to the fold. They just want to try to kind of follow in. Woj will probably do a, a, whole essay on the the notebook that he's writing it in, but kind of following the the OKC uh, path in terms of just, or, or Utah's path. They're trying to get as many picks as possible. And he's done an, out, an outstanding job of doing this, but that's the direction they seem they want to go. Like they don't want to just have somebody else's developed potential guys. That just seems like in, so in their eyes right now, they're saying to themselves, well, we've kind of put ourselves in a position to kind of get as much draft capital as possible the Drew Holiday got the picks that we wanted and, and kind of the, the all the stuff we talked about with Tyler here and what he could potentially generate. And people said he wasn't going to generate what we were kind of were projecting. So I guess in their eyes, like it does seem like it worked out for them, but obviously it doesn't feel when you look at it in a zoomed out way that it's much different than what, what could have went with making your, your team's icon happy. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really know how you're supposed to feel about that. I kind of feel like I'm so sick of talking about Joe Cronin and now that it's over and Drew's gone as well. Uh, and then I saw, can I just say, so we had the Damian Lillard thing went out the window and then we said they're going to call up for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday goes out the window and now I'm saying they're going to call up for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, can please we, stop. Can, please can we stop. not please do stop. Please this? Stop. Yes, please stop. Because, that, of- because that, then it's going to be they don't get they, they don't get Malcolm Brogdon, right? And then something else comes back to to Portland. Like, like can we make a suggestion? Pat Beverly, well, he can't even be traded right now. He's a free agent. <laughs> Brian, uh, what, 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 what is it going to be next? I mean, it's like moving further and further. We're going from tens to eights to six to twos to minus threes. Like, I this is th- this is seeming a little desperate on the Heat fans' part. Um, I think at this point. I'm not as far as Barry is on this. Okay. I'm not. And I understand why he's saying it. I get it because he doesn't want to hear it from heat fans after every loss this year, you know, and he's trying to lower expectations. I, I get it. I know some of where it's coming from. Um, I'm not there. Okay. But I, I do want heat fans to do this if they can. All right. Try to pride yourself and what this organization does well and count on them to continue doing it, which is that they do develop players, whether they're their drafted players 
like they did with Hero or Bam, and now are going to attempt to do with Jovic and Hakez, or with the undrafted players, the guys they've found like Struess and Vincent and about 100 others, and now they're going to try to do with, again, Haywood Highsmith and some of the others that are kind of Jamal Kane and some of the others that are here down the line, okay? That's where you're at. Like expecting them to now go after Malcolm Brogdon from the same team where you couldn't deal with them for two players who are considerably better than him. Just stop. It looks desperate. It looks pathetic. And it's kind of giving heat Twitter a bad name all over the place. And at this point, like I'm with Brady, let him cackle. Okay. We know the blazers are never winning anything. They've never won anything. They haven't won anything since before uh, uh, Walton broke his foot. Okay. They've made the wrong draft pick, no matter who's been their general manager for years and years and years and years. They always will. Bad organizations typically stay bad organizations. And Joe Cronin eventually will be fired within two or three years, and the Heat will have their own little celebration. Okay. But right now, Blazer fans are basically going to hang a banner for not trading Dame to the Heat. So just let them do what they're going to do. Don't engage with them anymore. We're not going to engage with them anymore. And although, you know, the Miami's football team really wasn't worth watching today. Just, you know, take stock of the fact that you actually have a, a professional football, professional hockey and, <laughs> and professional baseball team to watch. And Portland has to borrow Seattle's have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.